Like they, they broke us up. Because, yeah, because no one know, else knew how to talk. Yeah, they didn't talk. And they were funny. Or they, they were funny. They were good, but not like us. Don't you know that the music should be solemn? This is Theo Rossi. This is Kim Coates. And this is Theory. Look at this. I just want to look at you. Can you talk? Talk. 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 Look at this. Keep, keep going. No, I didn't nothing to say yet. I want you to. But I want you, so I want the people to look at what I'm looking at. I, you're a spectacular human being. <laughs> Your hair right now is something out of the 70s or 80s. I don't know who you're about to play. The mullet. You're scaring the shit right out of me. It's your yep. fucking Theo Rossi mulletville. I know where you're going. My mouth is sealed. You leave tomorrow morning. Holy shit, Rossi. Have you even stopped working? Have you the one of us stopped working? You're in, in a like, restaurant. You're in a restaurant in the middle of nowhere. So don't talk I'm to me. I'm in a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what's cool is just to keep the Kim Coates theme, you have a picture behind you on that wall. Yeah, a little right picture. There, right there. Right there. <laughs> Just in I'm case. Not, I'm not going to tell my peeps, our peeps, if I put that up there on my own. <laughs> you bring, you travel with a picture just to keep everybody. <laughs> well, listen, um, yeah, no, it's it's you and I. This has been, uh, uh, oh, hold on. I'm out of focus. Let me fix it. Hold on. Um, you and I have been, uh, been, been on a run and it's, uh, and it's very, um, in the, in the tumultuous world we live in and, and, and everything that's going on, it's, extremely Ugh. fortunate um we try to bring some laughter and more importantly some kindness to to this crazy rock that we all spin on and um what we're uh gonna attempt today after you say a few words we'll uh we'll let everybody know but it's gonna be a little different because of this really strange uh schedule that you and i are on i i don't even know how to spell schedule <laughs> let alone try to explain what you and I are on right now. But what you've always kind of put out there in the forefront is we're not going to miss a week. No, we're not. We're just going to, no matter where we are, no matter what we're doing. And if you think Theo over the past couple of weeks, Maggie Sif, okay. Finishing off season six. Okay. Like we've been on a uh, great punctuation mark. Before we start season seven, yeah, everybody knows that's it. Season seven's it. Yeah, 13. that's it. That's it. And 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 you know, again, that's we have so much else happening, right? With theory, and we have the mushroom thing. We have our solo videos, and you know, there's so many things that on the back burner. We have a bunch of people we want to talk to. We have so much stuff. So there's a lot that's coming. Oh, a lot. But but we wanted to take this moment. Because let's be completely honest, as we always are, we haven't even had a chance to watch episodes. We just don't have with our schedule, right? We we literally, I mean, the episodes are nine nine hundred hours long. We don't we don't we don't have the time. You're filming, I'm leaving, and then I'm gone for a couple of months. Um, yeah, I'll be, I'll be in and out. Yeah. And what we wanted to do is we don't miss a week. It's our thing. Oh. We don't do it. No. So I'm wearing a red shirt and glasses for a reason. The red. Please do share. It symbolizes the heinous amounts of bloodshed the first six seasons that went on in this show. (laughs) 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 I'm wearing wearing my Caesar hoodie because it's the only clothes I have when I'm on. The only clothes you have. Yeah. I love it. And then I'm wearing glasses to shield myself from the. From the saltiness and the and the thoughts I have about season seven that's coming because it gets it's gonna get bright up there, all right? It gets salty, it's salty, salty, salt. We have no. a lot. season seven was a pinnacle for honest Harry and salty Sal. That it was <laughs> there was so much going on on that show, and before we get into it, we wanted to do everyone who hears us proper by one acknowledging that i can't believe we're fucking still doing this at this point <laughs> number so one two it's like it's two years so i can't it's fucking madness what, what the hell happened it. what happened you last sued me two years ago when i was up in canada hanging out you know the whole pandemic what 
And he goes, well, just come on. Let's just boom. Two yeah. years. We're done. We used, 16. To, we used to watch just random episodes. <laughs> we didn't know what we that were was doing. your idea. That was I my was, idea. I was crying under my pillow nightly. No, not, not season two, episode 10. I don't even know what happened the first eight before it. I got to watch wow. eight. Like, no. What a terror. That was the first three seasons. We eventually <laughs> corrected the boat because it was it was about the Titanic right <laughs> off the rails. That dinghy was bouncing into rocks and Ooh. Titanic itself off of fucking. Yeah. Igloo. It was a mess. So we're calling this the Reaper recap. Oh, good. And what we're going to do is we're not just going to recap what we just watched over the this uh, six seasons, the incredible guests we have, but also to acknowledge what's been going on the last two years by creating this community and the people who are here and to acknowledge, the, I mean, the world has, you and I, this has been, this is what I love. I'm a big consistency person. Yeah. I do. I eat the same thing every day. I run every day. I, go to bed almost the same time. I wake up at the same time, depending on work. I am a consistent person. What I love about this show, what has happened, and it's not just you and I, it's the people that actually listen to it and watch it. And then obviously everyone behind the scenes, Justin Caesar with the incredible gear, Carolyn Kawash does our editing and everyone else who's been a part of it, the guests, everyone, is the consistency in the mayhem that has gone on in the world in the last two years and continues to go on. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, go ahead. It's just been our, like the fact that we get up here, hell's bells, no matter what, and we're doing this, no matter what it is. I feel like it's so much, I'm glad that people enjoy it, but it's also so much for me because it helps. Like, I, I mean, look at, we're working more than ever because I think it's helped us in our filming. It's helped us in our life. It's helped us together. It's helped us help other people who are enjoying it. You and I get to connect like crazy. Like even though we did like before crazy. this, yeah. not more than not like this. Right. No. So I think that the consistency of it is the thing I appreciate the most. And then we'll talk about actually watching the fucking show and theory and all that other stuff. But I mean, just tell me, what do you feel about? Yeah, that? you well, you deserted me. First of all, when you left L.A., you deserted me, you deserted your, your L.A. pals. So yeah. for me to be able to see you and your mom and your pals and Mona and Megan when you left was like harder because we were both so busy. Yeah. But it really dawned on me when we started this thing and you called me up and said we should do this. I mean, heck, Theo, we, we've had reviews about your, our show that were in the top 10, top mm. five, number one overall for the reason you just talked about. We are, who the fuck cares? We are learning with all our amazing family, family and peeps and, 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 and fans out there with the show of Sons of Anarchy. We get to connect, but it really hit home when we had been doing it for about eight, nine months when you were flying to LA to do true story, which mm. you were fucking brilliant in. Thank you. And I finally got to see you, but do you remember it was a barely a fist pump. We couldn't really hug. No. Pandemic's on. You're about to shoot a massive fucking thing. We have to take care and be safe and be smart. So that was amazing. Um, and, and to be able to hang with you and to be able to talk to you every week has been a, a godsend for me to try and keep me somewhat sane. Sane. And this guy I'm playing right now, um, I mean, you just brought up the world. I mean, I think the thing that you and I do together, which is we, we could be as political as, as anybody. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, and we do have uh, uh, politics in our heads at all times. You have to be if you want to be well read and smart in the world we live in. But can't really don't want to really talk a lot about it because my family gets it from me. My friends get it from me. The people I'm close to get it from me. Happily talking about the world and the problems we have going on today, tomorrow, and, and, and a week from now, and a year from now, whatever. But this show that we're doing called The Reaper Reviews and the Theory, theory Pod over on Patreon and Caesar and the people you just mentioned, it's fucking great. And you can feel it, Theo. You can feel mm -hmm. it on, on the social media, the growth of this whole thing. And the love of this whole thing and the kindness of this whole thing. And I think that's really rare. Yeah. And I, and I, and again, it's the consistency of the kindness, right? It seems like everyone who it touches, like just 
feels better. It doesn't mean that we don't make mistakes. It doesn't mean that, you know, people aren't going to get mad at you. You know, that maybe you didn't, you know, I mean, God, we forget things all the time and we do this and we do that. And we, but we're like, that's what I love so much about the, who the fuck cares and all the stuff that has come from it and the uncalled fors and all that. We're just, we're living this the exact same way the people who are watching this for the reaper. And then with theory, we're living what we're telling. We're either reliving something that has occurred or we're just giving you what our thoughts is. Nothing is planned. Nothing is prepared. The most preparation that is done for these shows is us watching an episode and taking our extensive notes because we care. And also to be truthful, because I'm watching it for the first time and going, fuck, there's a lot going on. I got to write this down. I would never remember this. I would I would fail every test the next day if you said what happened on that episode. I would be at best 40% because I can't believe how much happens in this damn show. No, it's it's crazy. You do got to talk about like when I was in college, uh, for those four years up at University of Saskatchewan, I remember when we had six months to write you know, like, like an essay, like six months. Yeah. I, I did it the night before. I, I oh. do so I excelled on those in-class essays. Like Coetzee's marks went way up when it was like, you know, Dr. Ross was going, okay, so today we're going to talk about the 17th century over in Greece and Turkey. And what are your thoughts? And go, holy fuck, 89, 92, 94. And then there'd be the professors who go, okay, so in six months, I want you to, I do it the night before. And I get, yeah. you know, 61, 58%, 52. Like, no, no. No, we, and that's, we, I guess it's probably because of what we do for a living. It's like the best is when we kind of just go off of our heart and off of our instincts. And that's why kindness has been the overwhelming theme. So with this Reaper recap, I mean, let's think about this, right? The first season, which I thought was fucking spectacular on this show. I, I go back to that. Maybe it's because it's the beginning. Maybe it's because everybody looks so young and maybe it's because our eyes were also wide open where we were like wide open. What is this thing? Like what? It was such a wonder to watch. Like it was wonder and to see the characters change physically. Yeah. I mean, you remember I got cast for the reshoot the night before. I had short hair. I was about 92. I had no beard, no fit. Tig who? What? So to see him grow into Tig, to see you and your tats and and even who you were playing. What was the guy's background? The computer little wizard. And wait, you're flushing panties down the toilet. What? Like there was just so much to learn from Bobby. I mean, Boone's hair is as dark as mine. And he's Elvis. And he's He's kind of like he cooks and he bakes and and like, what? (laughs) And he's kind of like, he's got the, you know, he's a Jewish biker who they touched on that for a moment, right? They, 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 again, he's baking, he's Elvis. He has all, so again, what they were doing a lot, what I noticed with season one and two is they're kind of throwing shit against the wall, right? It's like you and I remembering Tommy had like a leather top hat at one point. He had on like an all leather outfit that was green leather, but like it didn't make it in the show. They were just trying things. Trying things and they would Tommy, God bless that motherfucker. They would bring in sunglasses on the daily. And he would go, Yeah, I want those, I want those, I want yeah. those. And 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 Adam would go, well, but, but, but wait, Tom, but no, no, I want that, 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 that. And you know, the prices went up. Tommy needed all this shit around him. And then he was, you know, slept and it's the evolutions. It's like Jax's white sneakers didn't come in for a minute. And then, you know, okay, so let's talk about that for a second. Yeah. You were there for the original pilot. Yes. Did Jax have boots or did Jax have white? So he, he had one, and no, he had on black sneakers. And I know oh. it was based off a guy. I do know the guy's name. I don't think he's alive anymore. He, he, um, he died. It was a guy he met up in Oakland. Correct. And he passed away. He passed away. Yeah. And and pretty horrifically, if I remember correctly. That, and that, that he, correct. he had seen him and he was thrown off because the guy had on like air force ones and he was like, yep. Oh wow. Baggy like, jeans, white sneakers. And Charlie yeah, he didn't expect it. Gravitated to him. Yep. Like, and he was no like, that's other. I'm going to play. That I'm going to use that guy. Yeah, man. And the biker world I remember was in a huff when we would go do those first signings, the first season where no one watched the show. They're like, 
Why is he wearing sneakers? Everybody wears boots. You got to wear boots. You fall off your bike. You kick this. And, and everybody was in such a huff. And I was like, it's just sneakers, right? But it became this thing. And I always believe that's the stuff that when you do these things that you and I try to do with characters, that they become the thing where everybody at first it gets jarred by it and goes, why would you? What are you doing? If I counted on one hand, two hands, and my feet, how many people went, wait, what? Like, what do you? Oh, give it a, give it a moment. And also, I don't give a fuck. Right. I don't give it's a my fuck. character. He's it's, mine. It's, and, and Charlie owned Jax. He did. He fucking owned what he wore, that fucking beautiful blonde fucking hair of his. Yep. Had not much face. And he had hair. like the Jesus hair in the beginning. Like his was Didn't like he? long and gorgeous. And, Didn't you know, he? Yeah. So, okay. So there's that. So, what so there's that. So there's, there's what I love is like the evolution, like watching this. One of, some of my favorite parts is like the evolution of literally watching people like Unser used to be the chief. And now he's like this guy and like Gemma, you know, you're watching this Gemma kind of deviousness come out. And then, you know, Clay, obviously, who I've said a million times, who I have so much respect for on the show, the character Clay, because while he was this really bad guy, he kind of kept the order of things. And and once he went, it was like everything exploded in a bad way. And then like even Tig, you know, because it's easier for me to speak on it than you. It was like when you first meet Tig, you can make the assumption well, this guy's just so off. He's obviously the person that executes and kills everyone. He handles all the dirty business. There's no way that there's an emotional bone in his body. And then all of a sudden, I remember, I forget what episode it was, where he can't kill Opie. He's behind yeah. him and he has the gun. And you go, oh, wait a second. That's, that's a strike in the armor. Wait a second. He's not who we think he is. And then it builds and builds. And then obviously the stuff with the daughter takes you into a whole nother place of like, this is just a guy who is in a different situation. Similar with juice where it's like guy in a bad situation, similar with Jack's guy in a bad situation. And Opie and certain characters always showed us that these moral compasses that went, that guy's a good person. He's not supposed to be there. So, so I think that's one of my favorite parts of watching it, right? Is yeah, the evolution. No, for, for sure. And, you know, Sutter had such a brilliant way of always making sure, not always, but that there was someone uh, or a group of, of guys that were worse than us. There was a faction that was worse than the Suns. And we, we as brothers, the whole brotherhood thing always gets played upon all the time. I think he did that really well early because you remember Rossi, when we started this thing, season one, we didn't know if we were going to last. We didn't know. We were gonna, no. we, we, they picked up 13 episodes for sure. We knew we were going to get paid for 13. That's great. But then is it going to even last? And by the time at the end of first, the first season where Tig and fucking clay are going to kill Opie. Oh my gosh. If we, I mean, that was, we should, and we talked about that two years ago, like, yeah. holy fuck, Theo. Holy fuck. And all the shit that we've been through now, anyway. It's not co- just, and it's not just two years. Like two years is two years, anyway you look at it, right? Twenty-four months is twenty-four months. Yeah, but these two years, okay? Just let's let's not good, talk. Good, these are not good, 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 good man. Good, this good isn't reminder. A normal That's two good years. reminder. This is not a normal two years that we just went through. <laughs> this ain't kind of going through. This is no. a bit of a different two years, if you want to talk a different about two it, right? years, sure. <laughs> You bet. Sure, shooting. This is fucking two years. I'm visiting it too down there. I mean, it's a whole different thing. Kind of play. Fuck. People were fucking playing and thinking about the world and circling the sun. Anyway, and then boom, it's like, uh, wait a second. And now it's like, boom, here we go. We're going okay. And what we've been able to do is sit back on that whatever couch I'm in, whatever hotel I'm in, wherever I'm at. You and I speak multiple times a week about everything, not obviously just our show mainly about, you know, our careers and work and family and life and what's going on in the world. And then to, to watch it and go, fuck, okay. I remember this. I remember that time. And I remember this and I feel like this and let's talk about that. And oh my God. And it's brought out all this other stuff that 
my God, there's T-shirts that say, who the fuck cares? There's uncalled for stuff. There's the, this biscuit gang with Justin. Oh, my God. What is happening with what that happening? gang? It's so hysterical. <laughs> is it a biscuit or is it a cookie? And what's the fucking difference? Those gals are unbelievable. I want to see a thumbnail of every version of you from the first episode that we've done of this to now, like all next to each other, just to show the lighting, the different <laughs> looks, the no hair, the hair, the, the, no, the facial hair. The, the, it's not good. It's it, not th- good. This is as good as it gets. Now, you guys know if you've been watching and listening the last couple of weeks where I'm in the South here in America. Great. But I am in a bit of a restaurant situation. And when they see me walk in the front door, they go, oh, oh. Clear it out. Clear it out. out. Kim's coming down. Come Clear on. it out. Get Come the on. coffee pot. Get the people out. And they yeah. just they just fucking leave. And I go, thank you. Champagne is coming when this is all over, but thank you. It's un- it's unbelievable where we have filmed from, what has been filmed. And again, there are so many amazing people because the truth is, and I try to say this with acting a lot, acting is not a solo sport. I say this to everyone. They tried to make it a solo sport with awards and all that, but it's not. You can act all you want, but you need a camera in front of you. You need a director. You need someone to put the clothes on. You need someone to do your makeup. It's not a solo sport at all. And more importantly, you need the other actor there because you're only as good as your dance partner. And if you're doing it alone, you got an amazing director, a screenwriter, you know, editors all the way through. This, go ahead. I just want to say on a good segue. Something happened a couple of nights ago that you you guys need to hear. So we had a guest actor coming on for the day. Amazing part. Fucking great. But here's what happened. This particular actor had planned everything. He planned when he was going to lick his lips. He planned this. He planned that. Planned this. And, you know, I don't care if I'm number one on the call sheet, which I happen to be, or number 12 on the call sheet, which... I think it was number nine on White House. That's nice. It's all acting. It is what, right? But I got to tell you, when you're number one on the call sheet, it usually means because it's it's a bit of your movie and you're in it a lot. And they look up for me for answers. And I love sharing. Anyway, this actor. And so when when we were rehearsing, I pulled a couple of the other actors and a a PA who's really an actress aside and said, okay, let me let me just here's what's going on here. You see what's happening? And you see where we're going with this is this beautiful actor who is perfectly cast has planned everything. Don't ever do that. Ever. Don't ever in your wildest dreams, no matter how good or how successful or how whatever, you need to know your lines so that you can forget them. You need to think about it in the tub the night before, for sure, or for a week, what, for sure. But please, Lord God, don't plan what you're going to do, because now, no matter what I do with this actor, this actor's already planned what he's going to. So no matter what I give him or her, they're not feeling it or acting is listening. It's That's just right. listening and then acting reacting. Is reacting. It's that right. And, and you, son, you. And I don't give a fuck who's sitting with me right here. From the Charlies to the fucking Boonies to the fucking Chibis to the fucking everybody. You as an actor on Sons of Anarchy, from when I first knew you, Popeye out, fucking arms, this, that. You were so funny. You were so ad libby. And we all that shit got left in the fucking editing room floor. But you were so funny. But how you and you, you brought up in this review that we're doing right here. One of the seasons you felt your jaw when your tension, you yeah. held it in your jaw to. You've turned into one of the most subtle motherfucking actors and real true story. I know I keep fucking bringing it up, but bro, bro, are you going to get nominated? Is it happening? (laughs) Are we getting a nomination? Do I need to call somebody? Who do I have to beat up? We need to fly one of those things over there. The beach that has the. uh, Yeah, the blimp. The The the, blimp. The the one plane that carries the. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? Let me. Can I go fix? See this little white thing going on? Let me go fix this blind. No, it's nice. It's got a nice. It looks like you're wearing a headband. (laughs) You're like Jesus Christ with that thing on. Look at this. There's the restaurant. That looks like a great chair, at least that you're sitting in. Yeah, it's a good chair. You know, come on. Listen, I got to tell you, I've said it a lot. 
I don't believe in accidents. I also don't believe in the past or the future, but that's a whole nother conversation that we'll save for mushroom. Yeah, we but will. I do believe that no matter what, like I tried, I was telling someone today, someone that we both know, I said, Hey, whatever it is, be fine. I said, whatever it is, good or bad, you're going to be all right. I said, it's going to be fine. I said, no matter what, even if it's bad, it's going to be good. Wow. Good thing to say. Yeah. I said, no matter what it is, you're going to make it and it's going to be okay. I said, so just know that all you have to do is stay here right now. It's going to be okay. I think when I look back at Suns, before we get into this final season seven, which was also incredibly tumultuous for me as a person and as an actor. And when I say that, I mean that I really took on this guy and you have a bunch of, you know, there's the relationship and there's a lot going on and also where we were. And what people have to stand is where we were. We knew it was ending. One foot's out the door. Yep. We still held hope for like, is there going to be more for me before this curtain closes for good? Like, am I, this is going to be the last time I'm wearing this suit. Like, what Uh, do I, I, I hope, I hope they show something because I'm never going to have a chance. Uh, And you said it, you said it so well, I wish Tig and Clay said something to each other, but like now that's never going to happen unless you and Ron go shoot a scene and do CGI or something like it's not happening. Right. So there was a lot of hope going into season seven of, man, I hope they tell the story, not of me, of Tig Traeger, of Juice Ortiz. Like, man, I hope they, I hope they tell it before the lights go out. And I, when I look back on it, I realized that I think I wasted a lot of time as Theo trying to make other people happy. Mm. Because I was in such fear of losing it that I was holding on to it with a death grip. I didn't want to mess up. And if it wasn't for you to balance out and go, hey, man, this is all fucking chaotic. Like, we don't know, especially after Opie went. Like, just let's just ride this out. And, you know, me, we always talk about me, you, Tommy, being in those trailers and hanging out all the time. But it got, it got, you know, we, we touch around, no, it, got, it got crazy. No, that's why. And we're going to, we're going to elongate this whole season seven over the next three, four, five months. Cause we have people to talk to. We have interviews coming up. We, we have to get Dominic Bagoni on here. who did all the marketing and all the, all the PR. Yeah, and that's a fun one for a lot of reasons. You and oh I my, need to talk about. Oh my goodness. Goodness. If you can hardly wait for some of the stories that he's allowed to tell. He's going to tell them all. He's not with FX anymore. He get ready, kids. It's something. And to get back to your point of season seven, I mean, Theo, we were so huge at that point with hundreds of people at the gate, at the studio. They had to clear when your bike would pull in, my bike would pull in, Charlie's bike, and people, yeah, all, all that. All then day. We had to sh- they were out there all day waiting. Then we had to shoot the show yeah. happily, but this is the last season. Then we had to, how are they going to edit it? How's it going to finish? And oh, we can't rush through season seven. We have to get into it. We have to do it and we have to feel it because that red you're wearing, son, yeah. is for a reason. Oof. Season seven, Sutter. And I want to ask you something right now. When do you think it changed? Meaning this, I feel something happened. Early, when we didn't get those nominations early, something happened. Okay, fine. At the end of the first season, when we didn't get any, maybe for song, maybe Bob's feel song. Yeah, we got song. We got nominated for song. Yeah. And then Katie got that uh, Golden Globe. And then Katie got a Golden Globe for season two. Great. Mm-hmm. But still, no, nothing. Not right? No, nothing. Something happened where, I don't, and I don't know, but season five, because we're recapping here. Yep. When we found out, when we all got that phone call that Ryan Hurst was going to die, and, and he was the Horatio, we've talked about this, of the Hamlet piece that we were doing, mm-hmm. thematically-ish. So he's going to live. He's going to be the only one standing at the end, really, if he's Horatio. That's what we thought. That's what we all thought. When we found out he was going, 
And when we found out that I was almost then going to go. Yep. And then that's season five. Then we got into six, which we need to rate, by the way. We can't forget to rate. Season. Yeah, we're going to do that today. And Theo, what happened? Did something change? Yeah. I've thought about this now that we've been doing this for 75 years. Um, I think <laughs> two things happened. Oh, no, no, that's a lie. I think more than two things happened. I think it was a culmination of things. And what were they? Uh, I think that there's a lot of books out in the world over this history of human existence that tell you how to get successful, but Mm. there are no books that tell you what to do once you are successful. Fucking A, bro. Okay. So fucking A. So I think that there is no manual that tells you, hey, your whole life just changed. You've made it. You got money. More importantly, you made it in this business that very small, small percentage of people make a living. Deeper, little, little, and deeper. Little. The numbers are the numbers are bananas when you look at it. I've looked into it. You know, it's like a unicorn. Like you know, just to make a, a wage, a living, like to make an, a way you don't oh, have another job. Don't get us started on that. Yeah. So yeah. to now you've made it. Oh, oh, on top of it, it's you know the number one show on cable, the number one this, the number one that. How do you prepare? You and I had a certain way. We kind people get kinder. Good people get gooder, for lack of a better word. There is a better word, but we're letting you go. Yeah. Dickhead, dickhead people get dickier. Or dickier. Yeah. (laughs) They get dickier, dickier. Yeah. Right through the fucking ceiling, dick. Nobody can control Mm. because they don't know how to handle it. So when I say a culmination of things, I think a lot of things happen. There was a lot of that was the that was the energy, the base of like, wait a second, we got this tiger by the tail. How do I be a bigger part of it? So people wanted to be a bigger part of it, right? So that led to discontent, that led to anger, that led to jealousy sometimes. That yeah. led to that led to um personalities clashing, as opposed to, hey man, I'm just happy to be here because I don't know if there's gonna be a season two. It was, oh, this thing is enormous. Let's let let me figure out how it can be a bigger part of it, right? Let me find the lens even more in in a way. Then on top of it, you have um, a very uh, testosterone driven show. So you're playing these characters like you and I would joke around. I remember there was one moment where, uh, and we could talk about it because it's so many years ago. There was one moment where one of these outlaw clubs they were saying uh, we needed security because the outlaw club. That we were getting threats from them. Uh-huh. And I remember you and I, I went to your trailer and you go, Hey, bud, I'm a fucking actor. I'm like, what's going on here? <laughs> and I was like, Because we had armed security on the set. Yeah. I and remember. I remember thinking, The fuck is there going to be a shootout? Like, what's it? This isn't, we're not, I'm not juice. Like, this is, I'll get, I'll get down with anybody, but I ain't doing it here, you know, in, in North Hollywood. So yeah, no, I've, I've seen you rag doll, Charlie, right. you, got, you got a little too aggressive. I see. I've seen you pick him right the fuck up and I'm too smart to go sumo wrestling with Booney. Cause I'd be on my fucking. Oh back. my God. It's so Kenny strong. Johnson. The point, the point is here. Kenny Johnson is the strongest person on the planet. But the point is there's, there's, there was so much happening and you can't prepare for it. You and I were so fortunate that still to this day, we had each other and it was a calmer mind to a calmer mind where it was like, even if I was spinning, you'd unspin me. And if you were spinning, I'd unspin you. And we'd be able to work off each other because you can only tell Di so much. And she goes, what are you talking about? I can only tell Megan so much. And they go, I don't, who cares? And But for us, it was so everything. And I think that all that stuff, everything started to change. And also, I think that we can't walk away from the nervousness of when you have something that big, how do you end it? How do you end it without disappointing people? And I think I that can't that's what tell happened. you how to succeed, but I can tell you how to fail by trying to please everyone. That is the one thing that Sutter, Sutter always told me, whether we were tight or not tight or always tight or not always tight, whatever, it doesn't matter. I was so glad to be on that show. Sutter told me he always knew how, how it was going to start and how it was going to finish. But he never knew going along what kind of path 
like an Opie dying in season five, like where things are going to go. And also I want to bring up one more thing too. And again, this is between you and me, but we're sharing a few things on beautiful show. And that is that when you become a successful show, like Sons of Anarchy was, and you have 10 leads that are then nine leads, then are like eight leads, (laughs) that kind of thing. And then every year you, you, you get a raise, you get a bump. You get a little bump or, a, yeah. or whatever that is in this business that we do, right? Sure. And with the success of that show, monetarily, things were going mental. And so with all the love that we all had for one another, and you said it already, little jealousies here and there and there, it was going really fast. Things were happening really fast. Wait, what? Clay's going to die in season six? What? Right. What? Tara? What? Tara? Tara? Maggie's not. No, no, not. It's too early. She's Ophelia. Isn't that? No, we're doing it right. And so it, it was just like a fucking. And uh, you, rem- you remember this at the end of shooting every day, we were we were all tight. But a, a faction went off there. You and me and Ronnie would yeah, go. We and, started dividing into you know, a little bit of dividing things just because it was really hard. And it didn't mean that we didn't absolutely love each other. And we and we still talked Correct. all the time, obviously. Correct. But but you you got to this point of comfortability, especially towards the end where it was like. Hey man, love you. See you later. And then I'll be over there with, you know, yeah. The this group, right? And yeah. and I think a lot of it became self-protection at the end. I mean, I I always said at the end, I was really ready to go. I love that character. I really do. I I mean, God, I I I dream about him sometimes. Like I love him. And I because I I think I had like a, a specific relationship with him at the time, but I don't think that I could even almost kind of imagine who he was. It was just, like I said earlier, it was the right time in my life. It was the right, everything happens for a reason. It was all the right time. And I'm so glad that to this day, today, when I was out, that it, if it has impacted people to where they, they get so overwhelmed by it. Right. And, and that's what good art does. Good art overwhelms you right? Good art overwhelms you. And then the difference with good art is if you're staring at a a Monet or a Basquiat or whatever, it doesn't, I guess it could talk back to you, but you don't get to ask it why it is the way it is. And what I love about this is that we get to, from this insider perspective, tell you, you're seeing this, but this is kind of what went down when it happened from our from our perspective. And it's not just one perspective. It's two people's. And those two might be more of a confirmation, right? It's like when a journalist has to report a story, yep. you usually need two sources, right? So it's like we're going to well, give and, you- and they, back in the day, when you and I would, would be doing all these upfronts, they, they would always put you and me together. Yeah. And they realized, no, no, that's the best. That's team A. Theo, you got to go sit over there. Coachy, yeah. you got to sit over like they they broke us up. Because, yeah, because no one you know, else knew how to talk. Yeah, they didn't talk and they were yeah. funny. Or they they were funny. They were good, but not like us. So you and I yeah. could answer that same what you and I did so masterfully was like there was never an interview where someone wouldn't say to this day, question. <laughs> did you to really ride motorcycles? You know what? I've never heard that. I've actually heard it seven thousand no, times. Still makes me laugh. Yeah, I do, man. I actually have three bikes, and I have this right. And and you, you and I had the ability to keep answering it in a different way. It was never the same. Where other people would go, I just got asked this five times. Good question, right? And you go. I won't even say you just did perfect impersonation of. I won't even say how that. Yeah, was. but it's like they can't even. They they, they couldn't handle it. So Dom, who again, and the reason wait why till they get Pagoni on. I can't oh wait to God. bring Pagoni on because Dom would just be like, okay, so from here on out, it's going to be Theo and Kim, <laughs> and um, I'm not even going to tell the other guys about the uh, press. And he would literally say, hey. We're going to go do press. I'm going to fly you guys to this place. Don't tell yeah. anyone else. Yeah, and and it would just be because on the down low, you and I just would go, sure, let's go. What do you want? Now, here's the thing about Dom Pagone. Dom is now a very big shot at Showtime. He was part of us. If there was a three amigos, it was like he was with us at all times. We would travel together. We would 
be living in hotels together. We did everything together. Everything. UFC stuff, everything. And Dom, like us, you know, Dom had a family. He was more like he was out of the, you know, Dom was very like he started, he had, he had his, his amazing father and mom and we would go eat there. And like, you know, Dom, Dom controlled any publicity that came out for sons of anarchy. So ultimately Dom would coordinate the poster shoots. He would coordinate him and, him and John Solberg, the two him of and Solberg, but yeah. Dom was our hands on Dom was, Dom, our guy. Dom was our hand. Solberg was all of that facts. Solberg all was everything. But Dom was sons of anarchy guy. And I mm-hmm. love soul. We would do the Super Bowls yeah, with soul. And great, he's the great, greatest, but great. Dom was our guy, right? He was yeah. our point. He was our, for lack of a better word, he's our point person. So Dom knew where all the bodies were buried. Dom knew everything about the show. If something went down, Dom was the first to hear what fire do I have to put out? What do I got to do with this? And Dom was also, and this is why I can't wait to get him on. Dom was the first to know it was going to be a hit because he's looking at the numbers and going, holy shit, this is a big deal. And one of the stories that we'll even tell is I called Dom in season two because we were super tight from the beginning. Season two, I'm a nobody on the show. And I said, hey, man, I'm fucking nuts. I'm a bit of an internet kid. Like, oh, I, like- I know exactly what you're going to say. And I said, hey, I collect shit. I love action figures. I fucking love eBay. They're selling knockoff T-shirts on eBay. I said, you should tell FX to do T-shirts and to do right? like action figures and toys. And I remember I called you and I said, man, we could... I wasn't even thinking about making money. This is how stupid I was because I would have just did it on my own. I was just thinking of like, this would be really good for you guys. Because that's always how I think. Like, tell Langro. I know you're, you're like that. You're always, yeah. Tell FX they could do really well if they release Suns action figures and T-shirts and garments and like maybe are cut or, and Dom goes, yeah. He goes, I don't think they care. And I go, but you should tell them because I think the show is getting bigger. And then I'll never forget. They didn't do it, but the fucking eBay ones were selling like crazy. And someone at FX went, we got to do a Sons of Anarchy store. Yeah. We gotta, and we, we then did. they put that Reaper on, you name it. It was from toilet paper to, to, to cups. They put it on anything you can put it on. And you and I would go to a different event and go, what is that? Is that a helmet with reason? Is that someone's underwear? What is is that my face on a on a we getting a cut of this? Do we no. get any checks from this? Those those, those merchandise checks that we would get, we go, oh, all right. Yeah, and we knew and Dom again was there for the entire rise. He knows so much about it. And then also he was CC'd on every email, every single thing that went on. And I'm so excited. Like he's probably, I love Maggie, I love Charles. I love Tommy, but I want Dom on so bad. And I can't wait because he has such a different outlook than an, than an actor. He's swinging on, he's swinging on a different tree. Yeah. I mean, we've got these incredible, beautiful tree swingers and they're all, but he's on a tree over there. Dom's on a tree that none of us got to swing on. I mean, this is going to be something. The question is so great before season seven too. And especially before season seven, where oh, God. you listen, you and I have a lot of problems with season seven. We've said it before. Right. But I think it might change maybe when we watch it. I doubt it. Well, here's the one thing that I'm I don't gonna, fucking think so. Look at honest Harry. <laughs> honest Harry. <laughs> turning into salty. Ooh, somebody get this guy a pastrami <laughs> on rye. He is angry. Um, here's, 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 here's what I think. The one thing I remember that I despised, <laughs> tell me if I'm wrong, go, go. was the fucking super long monologues. Like there's like really long. No, no, Rossi, get ready for your boy here. Get ready. And when we start reviewing this this season, I'm going to be saying shit like this. Okay. Did you see the scene? Tommy and me are by the water fountain. Did you see when they said action? You couldn't see our faces. That's because we were laughing so hard. At, at the at the absurdness of this entire fucking scene and how many people we just killed. You can't, we just would turn our backs. I mean, look, you know, I can't wait to see it because you were on your own juice I island. I was gone. I was never with you guys. And it was never. so depressing. 
And Perlman was dead. Depressing. No more Maggie. Depressive. Who kept everything. Kind of, she was the glue in a yeah. weird, beautiful, gone. gone. Then you had the guy, number one in the call sheet, who's like my brother with white sneakers. Gone. He he was on his own little island. Yeah. And we were, anyway, I'm going to wait. But we're going to wait. Oh. So we're going to wait. Um, this Reaper recap was just for us to just one to to show our absolute admiration for this journey up to now. Yeah, how excited we are to get into season seven! We it's gonna be amazing you, to watch that fucking show. Yeah, oh. and to promise you guys, we're gonna leave it all on the table. Meaning, we're gonna get everybody who we can on. We're gonna we're gonna do as much extra stuff as possible. So it's not like it's gonna be thirteen episodes and it's Sayonara, right? We're gonna do everything we can to 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 elongate Jesus this Christ, celebration. You and me is gonna go into the fall. I mean, yep. we got people to talk to before we say goodbye to this Reaper review. Let's go. Yep, and then let's make up for what we missed last week. I mean, uh, what do you give season six? Okay, so do we even? Can I just say? Right now, for me, I think I loved season two. Uh, Moments of three blew my mind. Four might be my favorite for many, many, many reasons for the club. Remember, that was the club. That was you. Four was my favorite. You know, four might have been my absolute, you know, I'm crying over mushrooms and problems smacking Katie around. Right. And then five. Was the beginning of the end in a way with the death of Opie, my daughter, uh, Venus. I, but there was other shit that went on that was bigger than that. But Opie's death was the beginning of the end in my. Yeah. But six was weird, man. I don't know. I I'm so glad. I'm so glad that we we saw it and we talked about it the way we did. I don't know, like eight. Yeah, I, I I like the eight. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna think about it right now. Here's the way I'll explain my Please. number. I absolutely think the finale was a stroke of brilliance, meaning that <clears throat> and it was it was it hit every beat, yeah, yeah. everyone, and and just the the technical aspect of the way it was pulled off. Like like you, you I don't care who you are, you didn't yeah. see that coming. And if nope. you say you did, you're lying, right? You're lying. Like you did not see that. No way. No one did, especially because of who it was. Not just the Ophelia. It was Maggie. It was Tara. It was, come yeah. on. Okay. And then everything that happened right there, like Gemma is now the official bad guy and Roosevelt's gone and what's going on? Juice is weirder than ever. And Jax is going to get arrested. And what w- what's happening, right? Okay. That alone really helps the rest of the season. The rest of this season seems very forgettable to me, meaning like I couldn't even tell you when we just finished it really what went down. I don't really remember. Season four is definitely my favorite season as a whole. Season three finale is incredible. Season one will always have a special place in my heart because it's fucking season one. And it's like, it's like seeing something for the first time and going like, what, what is this? Who are these guys? Why do I care? This is incredible. I've never seen something like this. Um, I would say I'm going to give it just because it's only really the finale and a few moments here and there. I'm going to say like a seven and a half. Fine. Eight, eight's pretty it, high. Eight's yeah. high. But, 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 and again, how in the world? Someone in there. Someone in yeah. there. Yep. It's fine. So I'm, I'm, keep it's, keep it yep. How in the world do we have, um, Clay dying, right? Clay's gone. Yeah. And we're not even hardly talking about it because Tara was in a show after or two shows after. I'm just saying that there was, I don't know. How there do you was, rate? I got a better question. How do you rate the first six seasons as a whole? Like, what do you think? Huh? I'm just waiting for my. Yeah, you're waiting for your friends. Yeah. How there. do you rate the first six seasons as a whole? Like, what's your number? If. 10 being the best show you've ever seen in your life. And again, you and I don't watch TV, so that's hard because I'd have to go on three's company and tell I don't, I don't, I don't have an answer just because I'm just so glad I'm watching the show. Yeah. I get it now. I get the enormity of the show. I get what let's do that at the end of what we feel about the show. But here's the problem. I can't compare it to anything. I can't compare it to anything. 
Yeah, because I don't really have that depth of TV shows. Yeah, I know six. I mean, there you go. So you got a seven five. I got an eight, seven point eight, seven yeah. nine. And it, and it's only because we are coming to the end, and that finale was so unbelievable. We lost mm-hmm. Clay, but in a way, losing Clay, we the way we lost him was very un. I, I just a lot of shocking more. moments. A lot yeah. of shocking moments. I just have to question if those shocking moments just weren't to be shocking moments. Yeah, like like Donna was necessary for pushing the narrative and what just fucking happened where with clay and maybe, maybe you could even argue with Tara. It was like, Oh, let's see how far we can mess you up. But, but like the burning of the back and stuff like that was like, you know, that kind of stuff was like, that's old school sons that you, there was a reason for it. Right. There was reasoning. So listen, I'm excited to get into season seven. I, we're going to do these regardless, no matter where we are, if we're hanging uh, backwards in a hotel closet, you know, trying to figure it out, we're going to get and it. I, I think our peeps appreciate the closets. I think they appreciate me with my, my fans walking behind. Yeah. I think they appreciate me missing a tooth for this fucking character I'm playing. I think they appreciate you getting on a plane again and are you getting ready to play your mullet boy? Yeah, mullet I mean, bro, it's not stopping for you and me. The world keeps go. going. And here we go. We're right. Here we go. Here. Who the fuck cares? We're going to do our best. We want cares. you to do your best and listen, stay kind. You know, yes, sir. Stay kind, bah. stay awake, stay, uh, stay happy. And, and, you know, just, just keep spreading that kindness. And remember at the end of the day, who the fuck cares? Who the fuck cares? <laughs> I love <laughs> you. Bro. Travel safe tomorrow, bro. All right. I'll, talk All to right. you I'll see you. Have fun. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you. You know the deal. Theory Pod, hashtag Theory Pod, capital T-H-E-O, small R-Y, capital P-O-D. If we're talking Reaper Reviews, it's the hashtag Reaper Reviews with the double R. Go everywhere where where this podcast is available and go subscribe and follow Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeart, wherever. And, uh, and then if you want to see the videos, go on to YouTube and subscribe to the page. We got some cool stuff coming. Um, like I always say, this life goes by in a blink. So stay up, stay awake, keep being the example. Um, and let's keep making a difference. All right. All right. Hey, yo, shout out to my crew, the theory team, the team. Okay, starting with my incredible editor, Caroline Kawash, to the incredible design skills of Cesar Arvello, to the other designer slash web slash everything, Justin Tordella. Go look them up. Go follow them. Go thank them. They're an incredible team, and I wouldn't be even remotely able to do a second of this without them. So. Shout out to the entire theory team, uh, or as we say in New York, big up, um, incredible people, incredible humans, and I'm fortunate and proud to have them.